The Caps fall to the Kings, but Ovi gets number 816. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about Alex Ovechkin and Brian McClellan's conversation. We're learning more and more about this kind of special meeting where they talked about the future of the Capitals, what direction it's going in, and uh, and what we can expect from the Capitals in the future. Then we'll talk about the great performance of Alex Ovechkin as he gets number 816. And then in the final segment, I will break down the game. But just to get it going here, Alex Ovechkin had that meeting with Brian McClellan, and they spoke about, you know, generally speaking, what direction this team is going in and uh, what we can expect uh, going forward. Because as we know, this team isn't uh, living up to expectation. And uh, so changes need to be made. There's all kinds of things always said out there that there was not going to be a rebuild uh, while Alex Ovechkin was on the team. And I think that there's been a bit of a change in that, if you will. This story in The Athletic, they were talking about the Washington Capitals captain told The Athletic he's frustrated with the team's position in the standings, but understands why Brian McClellan decided to sell at the NHL's trade deadline for the first time in nine years at the helm. So. I think that to a certain extent, there were promises that were made to Alex Ovechkin that he would stay on a competitive team. And it doesn't seem like the Capitals, at least this year, um, are living up to their end of the bargain. If he is going to chase down Wayne Gretzky, if this team is going to chase getting another Stanley Cup, it wasn't working out on the ice. And it's been going on for quite some time. I think that Ultimately, the Capitals could have made these changes last year, um, and Brian McClellan spoke about it as much as that he didn't want to go out last year during the deadline and make any big changes because he wasn't sure where the team was going to go. And as it turns out, they did make it to the playoffs, but they got eliminated in the first round. Uh, the Achilles heel of the team last year was goaltending. Sam Sonoff and Vanacek were not dialed in. This year, they rectified that situation. They got Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren. So that situation, I would say for the most part, has been resolved. Um, oftentimes, people like to point to the fact if a team doesn't get a win, well, the goalie was horrible. And I think for the most part, Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lingren have kept the Capitals in this in these games. If it wasn't for them, I think that the team would have lost by a larger margin. I think what's difficult for Alex Ovechkin in this case is uh, these are guys that, you know, he's been friends with. He is the captain of this team at the end of the day. So to see some of these guys that he's grown relationships with, friends, and Dmitry Orlov's case, a fellow Russian countryman, um, I think it's difficult. But, um, you know, I think that he realizes now that for this team to be competitive this year and for the years in the future, changes needed to be made. And in that case, we know 
that Orloff and Hathaway went out to Boston. We got some draft picks and uh, Craig Smith. Subsequently, we picked up Rasmus Sandin and have some draft capital at the deadline. But that is what was needed and a tough thing for Ovi to go through because uh, he didn't want to go through a tear down to the studs rebuild. The veteran GM decided to break up the current roster after a listless performance against Carolina in the stadium series on February 18th and Detroit on February 21st. The fourth and fifth losses inside a season-defining 0-6-0 slump. In the days that followed, McClellan explained to Ovechkin in a series of conversations the direction he was leaning and why. And it was kind of just sticking your finger in the wind and, and seeing which direction this team was going in. I spoke about it as much as well, is that that week in particular was going to be a good measuring stick, a good litmus test, if you will, for this team. And what happened, they lost every single game that week. They lost against the Sharks, they lost two to Carolina, and they lost the game to the Florida Panthers. Um, so that week that was what I considered a measuring stick was just that. They fell completely flat on their face, and then you started to see changes. Then the ball started to roll. Uh, first to fall was Orloff and Hathaway, but then uh, after that was the Gustafson and Eller and Marcus Johansson thing. So I would say not earth-shaking movement, um, but what I'm going to talk about uh, in a later podcast is about Chikrin out there and how close were the Capitals to having Jacob Chikrin come to this team. The word that I'm hearing out there, and I can't say for certain, this is just what I'm hearing. I hear a lot of different things from a lot of different people, is that the ask for Chikrin was Hendricks LaPierre, Connor McMichael, plus plus. And I don't know at the end of the day if that wasn't good enough for Arizona or if Brian McClellan did not want to budge on that. Again, my assessment that I don't think that would have been a good thing to part with two uh, potential future um, all-stars on this team for one guy. I understand that Chikrin would have been a knockout. He would have really kind of uh, solidified the blue line and done great things there. But ultimately... I think that uh, Brian McClellan did the right thing there. We all know it's a business, Ovi said, but it's a hard situation to lose friends and very good hockey players in a span of six days. McClellan dealt Orloff Hathaway, Lars Eller, Marcus Johansson, and Eric Gustafson as a part of his retool on the fly strategy. That was step one, flipping 30-something veterans on expiring contracts for younger players and draft picks to be dangled in trade discussions this summer, most notably probably in July at free agency. Um, but that was the thing that was needed to happen. And I think that that is just uh, the beginning of things to come. I do think there's going to be some more uh, changes in the offseason. I don't know, you know how expansive Brian McClellan's wanting, wanting to go. I heard also rumors out there that there was teams kicking the tires on TJ Oshie. Um, ultimately, we know that that didn't happen. But when, when we hear about this, why did the Caps move on from these players? I get people asking that all the time. These guys were on expiring contracts. If the Capitals did not re-sign them, which the players that we listed, it was just not going to happen. Orloff was seeking a seven-year deal. The Caps were all in on a three-year deal. It was just not going to happen. And if it wasn't going to happen, then the Capitals would have got zero 
if they signed with the other team if it made the free agency. So it was advantageous for the Capitals to get something in return. In this case, draft capital and Rasmus Sandin and Craig Smith. So it was, it did make sense. Again, I know there's sentimental feelings with, with fans out there that, you know, these guys were a part of the Stanley Cup run and you can't break up the band and all that kind of stuff, but you got to move on. It's like that everywhere. Take a look uh, at the Washington Nationals or maybe don't look at the Washington Nationals, but things do need to change if they need to grow. And I think it's all a part uh, of the greater good for this team. And that's the way you got to look at it. Um, is that things were going to change. And sometimes those changes um, are difficult, but they are what is needed. And I think that's the case for the Capitals. All right, so after the break here, uh, the Capitals ended up losing the game against the Kings, but it was a really great game for Ovi. Let's talk about that game next. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. And guys, even if you're not into betting, you could bet on an upcoming Wizards game. It makes watching the games that much more exciting. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger game payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So suffice it to say, the Capitals did not get the result that they were looking for as they fall to the Kings, but it was a good night for one player in particular, Alex Ovechkin. Ovi's power play strike moved him to 8-16, and he is now just 79 away from breaking Wayne Gretzky's all-time record. The goal was also his 36th of the season and his fifth in as many games. And, you know, as the team goes, so Ovi goes. And ultimately, they made the push in the third period. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in the, later in the show. But Ovi can't carry the entire team. But the positive steps forward, if we, you know, subtract those 36 goals that he has scored, how many of those games would have resulted in a loss? So it is important to have Ovi firing on all cylinders. Ovi's goal marks his first career goal against former cap Phoenix Copley. The 169th different goaltender Ovechkin has scored on in his career. Only Yamir Yager and Patrick Marleau have scored on more goaltenders in NHL history. Not only that, but the 37-year-old now has scored on 169, like I talked about, his former teammate. He also led his club with four shots on goal. So, a great night for Ovechkin in general. Um, and, you know, the big thing going forward there is to just keep him going forward and scoring as many goals as he possibly can. We don't know what the outcome of this season is going to be. I would say that the window for making it to the playoffs is closing more and more and more every time they lose, of course. But now it's all about 
focusing on Ovechkin in his goal chase because even if the Caps are out of it and sooner or later if they do lose if that is the case then it's all going to be about you know kind of shooting for goals that are attainable and those would be him chipping away at Wayne Gretzky's record if in fact the Capitals are out and even if they're not it's all about helping Ovechkin solidify that and chase his goal but you know if you think about this team and Ovechkin you know, it's easy to think that, you know, he is the greatest of all time. He's going to one day be the greatest goal scorer of all time. Some say he is right now just based on what he's up against in modern goaltending um, and all that kind of thing is much more difficult to score goals on modern goaltenders than it was years ago. You know, you take into consideration the butterfly style. Goalies are that much taller, the pad size. It wasn't kind of that flailing their leg style that they used years ago. Um, so it is that much more difficult. Plus, there's a paramount importance on nutrition and flexibility. You you hear about those old goaltenders and old hockey players that, you know, they said during intermission, they smoked a cigarette and ate a hot dog. Could you imagine any hockey player saying that nowadays? They're all about, you know, lean proteins and all that kind of stuff. So for Ovi to do this in modern times is, you know, quite something. So some people could say he is the greatest goal scorer as we speak right now um, and probably has been for quite some time because you take a look you know, at what Gretzky and Howe did, and I'm not trying to diminish or disparage anything that they did, but it was in an era where goaltending wasn't quite as good. You know, Some of the older people will argue with me about that and say that's not the case. If you want to take a look at the statistics, they are available to look at. It is much more difficult to score goals on goalies. Just generally speaking, the goaltenders are big. And, you know, they have a different style. All the things that I explained there. So Ovechkin is chasing down that goal of chasing down Gretzky. When is he going to be doing that? The projection was the 24-25 season. Is that going to happen? Is it going to get bumped out a year or so? Anything is, you know, potentially possible. Uh, but that is what the team should be all about at this point, again, is chasing down uh, attainable goals, things that they can affect. Some of the things are kind of out of their control. I mean, to a certain extent, if they win the games, they can win them. But, you know, this team has faced a myriad of different injuries and uh, you can only, uh, you can't really account for that so much. I mean, you can have depth, I guess, as far as that's concerned. So taking a look at his chart in particular, OV goals, 816, 79 goals until the record projected 22, 23 goals is 46 projected games until record is is 130 projected career games by record is 1,464 and still holds here the projected season of record is the 24-25 season. This was something that was put together by Google. Um, they have a chart a tracker here. So it is an interesting thing if he does continue on that trajectory. The big thing for Ovi right now is staying healthy. I know he is the Russian machine that never breaks, but we um, have started to see certain things that have kind of crept in. He is in peak uh, physical condition, um, but it, can he continue that as he gets older? You know, the closer he gets to 40, uh, that kind of thing, he, it's going to be that much more difficult uh, for him to stay in that peak condition unless, you know, he just continues on the breakneck pace that he's been at it the offseason, which I guess is totally possible as well. Uh, but that's what it's about right now 
is if the Capitals do not make it to the playoffs for whatever reason, it's helping Ovi with his goal. And like I said, even if they do make it, that's what it's all about. But he is killing it. And he, you know, even in that game against the Kings last night, where again, they didn't live up to potential, Ovi still continues to do really great things. All right. So after the break here, we will talk about the game against the Kings. Again, we ultimately know it wasn't the desired result, but there were some standout performances by who? We'll talk about that next. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now I've been taking it for several several months and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adapt to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of these things. Now, I personally take it because I have some young children at home, and if you have kids, maybe you can relate that you need that boost of energy. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugars, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about the Caps' performance against the Kings, and I was hoping for greater things. Make no mistake about it, I was hoping they could continue to ride this momentum forward and, you know, chip away at the standings and potentially surpass the pens and the aisles and make that forward progress, but... As it turns out, they lost a game. There was a late rally in the third period that fell short, but the Capitals lost to a formidable opponent, and that was the Kings. Those are the tough things for me and my causes of concern. I'm glad that they beat the Sharks. I'm glad that they beat the Ducks, but those are two really poor teams. If you have any grander plans of making it to the playoffs or the Stanley Cup, you are going to have to win games against teams that are tough, and the Kings are all of that. So it was a difficult thing uh, to watch the loss there. And, um, you know, it's just about picking yourself up. And it was against former capital, like I talked about earlier in the show, Phoenix Copley. Yes, Phoenix Copley, who could not find a spot on this team. They couldn't come to terms, as it turns out, just like Vanacek and Samsonov, who are killing it on their respective teams. Phoenix Copley is killing it out in the City of Angels. And, uh, you know, ultimately, I wish him nothing but the best, right? I mean, I don't want to think, you know, any negative thing about them there. But uh, Phoenix Copley dialed in and helped the Kings in their win. But Rasmus Sandin 
on the board first, killing it for the Caps. It's already paying dividends, that that trade. He's eating up a lot of minutes and is especially important. John uh, Carlson's absence, Rasmus Sandin and Alex Ovechkin leading the charge. It wasn't enough. Despite a strong push and effort in the final uh, 40, a third-period goal against the Caps sunk them in a 4-2 to two loss against the Kings. The team was heavily outshot. 19 to 3 in the first period, but it's what who are some of the all-stars of the game, even despite the loss, was Darcy Kemper. Kemper kept the caps through the first. Uh, Kemper saved 19 to keep the Kings scoreless. Um, ultimately, the wheel kind of started to fall off later in the game, but that's what I was talking about earlier in the show. Darcy Kemper and the netminders keeping him in there. He was boiling over with frustration as these guys take a lot of pride in their work and ultimately they want to win. That's why you've seen him throw his helmet down and break his stick in the previous game. Darcy wants to win games for this team, but he's going to have to do that with the help of all, you know, everyone pulling on that collective rope. Capitals go 2-2 two and two on their West Coast road trip, dropping a close game in L.A. to close it out. Kemper was a big reason why this one was so close amid a 41-22 to 22 difference in shots on goal. But Rasmus Sandin, one of the standout guys for sure. I'm all about, you know, him coming to this team and how great he's played. The Swede got his first goal with the Caps on a great effort where he picked a pass up from Sonny Milano and after going down, stayed with it before poking the puck past Copley and making it one to nothing, writes Washington Hockey. Now, Sandin wasn't done there though. With Washington trailing two to one and a five on three, he was quarterbacking the power play and found Ovi in his office with a nice pass across. The rest was history as Ovi fired a one-timer past Copley to even the score. Rasmus Sandin recorded the primary assist on Ovi's power play goal, his second of the game, and his fifth point in two games with the Capitals. So in just a small sample size, I'm pretty impressed with what Rasmus Sandin has on this team. 22-year-old guy turning out going on 23, so it does fit the script. It does fit the narrative of wanting to get younger and faster. We need to see more of that from him going forward. As we know, uh, this team has struggled to a certain extent because that uh, blue line has been so depleted with injuries, most notably and recently here against Faravari and Jensen and also John Carlson, who has missed much more time than I think anyone thought. So to have Sandine come here is already paying dividends. Um, again, you know, uh, we would like to have had Eric Gustafson stay on this team, but it wasn't in the card. So in all of that, uh, it's great that, uh, you know, uh, Sandine is able to step up. Another guy in the blue line stepping up, TVR Trevor Van Reemsdyke, led all skaters with 25-33 minutes on ice, a few more seconds than Sandine. He's also had a team-leading three blocks. So it was kind of widely speculated that TVR was going to get traded at the deadline. Who knows what's going to happen in the offseason? Again, another expiring deal out there. But uh, Brian McClellan looked at it, and he thought, you know, this, this back end is so banged up right now, we cannot stand to be up without TVR and some stability there. Um, so it is good uh, that they were able to have Trevor Van Riemsdyk at least uh, through the end of the year. What is the long-term plans? Of course, as a Caps fan, I would love to have him come back to the team. Is that ultimately going to be the case? I guess that's up to Mac. I guess that's up to uh, TVR's agent, that kind of thing. But um, if you're asking me as a fan, I think that TVR is a really great option going forward as this team does, in fact, want to get younger and faster. 
He is a younger man and has some experience and has killed it for the Capitals. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On Game to Game NHL every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Locked On Game to Game available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcast. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Make sure and follow or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts. Also, check us out and subscribe on YouTube. We are past 450 subscribers, and we want to see that push up. Our goal is to get it up to 500, and hopefully... By the end of the uh, season, 1,000. Wouldn't that be something? A really great goal. So if you haven't done so yet, head over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, make sure and like the videos, uh, leave some comments. It really helps grow the channel. All right, later in the week, I will have Nova Caps on here as we talk about the Caps and what direction we think they're going in and what we can expect in the off season. So once again, I want to thank you again for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.